0: And so when I call myself coach, that is not a word that I take lightly. That means that I wanna teach people how to implement this blueprint for success so that they know that this athlete mentality can be applied into anything that they do. That's what a coach means to me. Warning. This is who I am. This is what I believe. I love all people. I will always own my mistakes. I know what I don't know and have a mind capable of bending if that is required bringing me closer to truth. With that premise in place, I will discuss controversial topics in a time where no one's saying anything of substance, I am a real human being, and I operate as such, exercising my free will and living with the intention of producing more than I consume. My actions are aligned with my mission, as I believe following an uncommon path together is more powerful than following your own path alone, because I, Coach Wilson, am about finding solutions. So without further ado, let me talk my sh**. How's everyone doing today? If you're just tuning in, I'd like to welcome you to episode 30 of Win Daily. What I talk about on this podcast is the business of sport, physical fitness, and winning in all facets of life. What I wanna talk about today is the old saying, jack of all trades, master of none. Now that is something that has plagued me because I chose the career path of being a coach why i chose that path i was really thrusted into it and that's because it was an extension of my original passion and that was football now I learned the strategy of football from a really young age. I always saw the game differently. I was always fascinated by what all 22 guys were doing on the field. Even in my early development, learning the defensive back position, the running back position, the wide receiver position, and then also understanding the quarterback's reads and progressions. Uh, while simultaneously, as a running back, wanting to understand where are the holes gonna be? How do I cut against the grain? I wanted to know everybody's job. So it made it really easy for me when I was done playing to transition into that career field. However, as a player, I got hurt three times. Um, So I missed really my whole college career. And so I spent a lot of time observing and in doing so I was able to become a student assistant coach and also coached in high school. So I was 22 years old and I had developed a lot of professional experience that really built up a little resume for myself. So again, when I got to 25, 26 and I was looking for a job, it was really easy. Anyhow, it's really all I ever knew. And so going into coaching upon being a player was again, a seamless transition for me. Now I have no regrets. However, what I've learned throughout the years is that a coach wears far more hats than truly just being a coach. Um, Now, if I were to go back and I were to think about other career paths that I would have taken, uh, it's always interesting to sort of look at, what could I have done? Now, I'll tell you a couple career paths that really intrigue me. That's being an architect, a painter, a doctor, or an engineer. Now, as you can see, I'm fascinated by the concept of building something, uh, manifestations from nothing to something, uh, to sketch a project, uh, to then build a team, and then slowly but surely, day by day, brick by brick, seeing that process through to the point where you ultimately have a product. I would say that's quite comparable to entrepreneurship and building a business. However, in something like being a doctor, for instance, uh, it's a very rigorous process of going to school for 12 years but what you're trying to do is master something your subject matter is the human body and so you can never not know enough Um, that's a lot more of a detailed uh, narrow path uh, criteria to be a master in that specific field and you're going to practice for so long that by the time you get in the field you obviously are not always going to be prepared, but you're going to have had more than enough time of repetition. Now, I'm very envious of that because as a coach, there's no clear blueprint as to how to make it or what defines you. And beyond that, one thing that really bothers me is that anybody can add that title of coach to their name. It's almost as if there are no barriers to entry in whatever the industry is that you're chasing. And what I find fascinating is that you can be a coach in so many different fields. So what I wanted to do was reference a couple of the different fields in which you can hear the title of coach. And I've actually been coached in a handful of different fields, however, really trying to help people build teams with a little bit of understanding of the human body and strategy. Those key traits always stay tried and true, and so it allows me to navigate. However, the subject matter as a coach is always people. But diving into it, a couple of the different coaches there are begins with a fitness coach, which is like a personal trainer, which is someone that you can find at a local gym Or someone that you may be able to find online that can prescribe you a physical fitness program and also provide you with motivation and guidelines to lose weight, build muscle, or achieve whatever it is that your physical fitness goals are. The next one is a sports coach. Now, that could be on a team like football, basketball, uh, hockey. However, I find it really interesting that in baseball, they call that coach a manager. Still a coach. Um, and beyond that, a coach can also be private sector, like a skills coach. For example, Chris Brickley in basketball, uh, works on guys game, whether it be dribbling, uh, off shooting off the dribble, working their offhand, uh, just stance and defense. Uh, he's become a you know, world renowned skills coach, uh, really um, innovating that industry. As it, as it pertains to a traditional career path for a guy that defines himself as a coach, looking for other ways to break through beyond a team sports setting, which I find to be really cool. We haven't seen sports-specific skills coaches begin to develop across a mainstream stage in many other sports. However, I believe that there's now a blueprint in place to do so if someone were to pursue that path. Now, another type of coach is a business coach. Now that could be someone who works with executives or entrepreneurs, and they can work with them on a myriad of different things. Whether that's developing a marketing strategy, whether it's coming up with a sales system, how it is how you acquire a customer, how you reduce monthly costs and can improve revenue. I mean, those are all the sayings that you see by all these business coaches on LinkedIn. Now there's a couple things that bother me. Uh, in the business coaching uh, field. And that starts with the fact that I would like to know if you're going to coach me on how to build my business, what businesses have you built? And if you're an expert in that specific field, why aren't you running a business now? Or what are some of the businesses that you've built and then sold? I'd also like to know, Who are some of the businesses that you have worked with or some other entrepreneurs that you played a role in helping them develop that went on to achieve big things? Uh, I'm not crazy over having a high amount of education. However, I would like to see that you at least have a master's degree. So I would know that you have learned extensively about the subject matter of business or at least gone to a prestigious university. uh, So I know that what you've learned in those cl- in those classrooms were by some of the best professors in the world that have that experience where you can say that you learned directly from them. And now I want to apply these methods to help businesses because that's what you're passionate about. So I'm totally okay with someone being a business coach. However, I am definitely going to evaluate you very closely before I would ever want to work with someone in that field. Also, I would like to see that that business coach had some form of leadership or team building experience. So beyond just the X's and O's of business, they understand how to help me develop as a leader, understand team building and motivation. I find all those to be imperative when it comes to building a business. And so if you want to call yourself a business coach, well, you better have a full bag of tricks and you better be able to help me in every aspect of my business. Or you're not really a coach because a coach has to be an expert in that specific field and they have to be a phenomenal teacher. Um, And lastly, another type of coach would be a life coach. Now, this could be someone who helps you really in all facets of life from relationships, to what to eat, to time management, to developing a career or a new skill. And so this is very broad. But again, if I were looking for a life coach in the open market, that would have to be a bad mother and that would have to be someone that has worked with a large variety of different people who have been incredibly successful. I would have to see your resume. I definitely wanna know what you have achieved And I would like to know that you practice what you preach in a manner in which I'm just going to be adopting the philosophies that you have implemented and seen results with. Now, there's only one life coach that I can really think of that really, that really excites me and someone who I believe is the gold standard of a life coach, and I don't believe there's anybody even close, and that's Tony Robbins. And it begins with how positive, uplifting, and inspiring he is. It is no accident that he has been around for, what, three, four decades, maybe even more. He has been at it for a while. He is incredibly knowledgeable in that field, whether he references books that he's read, the different people who uh, support him, I mean, that guy is literally all over the place, working with people in all these different industries. Um, There's no doubt about the fact that Tony Robbins is well-respected. And beyond that, he is well-spoken. He has the presence, he commands the room. And so when he speaks, you feel it. And beyond that, he lives it. The guy doesn't drink smoke, no caffeine. He literally trains like a pro athlete. And so there's a guy that whatever his life philosophy is, he's clearly winning and anybody can apply some of his methods and see results in their life. As I mentioned, there's all these different ways to define a coach. And it can be really difficult because if you don't have a specific subject matter, like myself, for instance, I'm still coach, but I'm just a tech entrepreneur now, um, it's very difficult to sometimes obsess over my craft. What is my craft exactly? I've been on a quest to understand that for really three to four years. Now from ages eight to 25, it was real easy to understand football was my thing. However, I understand that there's 120 yards of field going going long and there's 53 and one third going wide. There's 22 guys that are on the field. What it ultimately comes down to is utilizing space. Once you understand those key components to the way the game of football works, I've consumed over 25,000 hours worth of football in my life. And at this point, I do not have to dedicate that sort of time and obsess over those details anymore. And so when I have my recreation, I want to read. What is it that I need to read? What is it that I need to learn? How can I take it to another level? Um, It's obvious that football is my origins, which allows me to be a teacher, understand strategy, understand how to deal with wins and losses, preparation, and those are great things that you can apply in life. However, what I do in my everyday life and the legacy that I want to leave is far beyond uh, what I've learned from football coaching. And so I've done a lot of self-analysis on the legacy that I want to leave. And as a coach, I always want to define myself as a leader and educator. And so what I'm trying to do is teach people how to win. Um, And when I say that, what I'm trying to teach is this life philosophy from setting goals, maximizing time to prioritizing how you balance your life. And that's all four elements. Physically, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. And so understanding what game is it that you're trying to play. And before we get into this competition, because if you can gamify it and if you can measure what it is that you're trying to achieve, it's gonna be a lot easier to understand what it is that you have to get done. But first you have to conquer yourself. You have to figure out what you can handle on a day-to-day and how to optimize your time so that you can do it consistently. So in this game of what I define as you versus you, that's the micro game and your ability to execute tasks. However, there's a macro game. And what I define that macro game as is the industry that you're in, or perhaps a greater field. Uh, I have four key examples of big games and there could be some more, but these are some that really come to mind when I think about games. Business, of course. Now, each industry is a game in and of itself. However, how successful your organization can become if it becomes publicly traded and what your valuation is are far greater than your industry and have a macro impact on how much influence and how much wealth you can attain. Uh, politics is absolutely a game that's generating influence, getting people to fund you and then being able to hold your seat for an extended period of time. And that is absolutely a game of power and perhaps the dirtiest of them all. There is the game of sports, which is truly just about wins and losses. However, at the professional level, there is elements of What is the bottom line? Now, winning will obviously accelerate your ability to make money. However, in the NFL, all 32 owners are generating a lot of money. And so it's okay if you're losing as long as you have fans in the stands, but wins and losses will ultimately um, tell the story of how successful you are. And then lastly, military. And in the military, that is warfare. And so what it boils down to is life or death perhaps those are the highest stakes of them all because you're actually putting your life on the line. Now, I love to draw that comparison with business because if you don't go into every single day with an with a relentless approach, you're not going to eat. And so to some degree, that is life or death because when you're the leader when you're the leader of a big company and you have 50, 100, thousands of employees, well, Their livelihood is on the line based on your ability to lead the company and keep the money coming because you're paying them and they're taking care of their families. And so there is a massive trickle down effect as a business owner. And so you have a lot of responsibilities. So in the game it is that you're playing, how well do you understand it? Do you understand the history of it? Who's dominated for an extended period of time? How did we get here? What are the rules of the game? But beyond that who are the leaders in the industry who are the highest earners who has the most influence and who has been holding these positions and for how long is there a newcomer that's coming up the pipeline and where is your place in this game uh, i think at the end of the day you got to figure out how long you want to be in this thing what is the end game for you and The end game is a term often used in the business world, but I think you gotta ask yourself what the quality of life it is that you wanna live and what 20, 30 years down the road look like for you. And that will allow you to make better decisions right now with that macro lens and perspective. Now, um, ultimately, how long you last in the pursuit of your endeavors is by and large based on how passionate you are. And if you don't love what you're doing, you're inevitably gonna quit. But I think what ultimately is gonna drive you is your ability to clearly define what the pinnacle is, so you at least know if you're moving forward and when you have achieved, what it is that you want to achieve. In this path of trying to achieve these macro goals and first mastering yourself to then get on a path, whether it be professionally or acquiring a skill, or maybe even developing a family, all requires the same skill set and the same relentless approach and the same demand for consistency. But what are the things that you have to do daily? Do you have the discipline to continuously do that? And when things go wrong, be able to respond, not panic, and try to patch things up so that you can continue to persist? Um, are you an expert? In that respective field and what is your ability to communicate the information that you have almost be a teacher or be able to talk to the people around you to keep them on the same path and follow that same goal without uh, getting too high without getting too low and you ultimately must be able to gain attention and gain attention will allow you to raise the demand now that's often a business term in regards to raising a demand but people understand who you are and what your message is or even just like in your household if you're the patriarch and you know you want your kids to embody these core values or you and your wife have this this vision of where you're trying to get to in the household that you want to have being able to communicate that and being able to allow them to constantly know where is it you're trying to go it's like constantly reiterating the vision now Whatever it is that you're trying to pursue, I think people really have to understand that you can't go at it alone. Now, there is a major emphasis on independence. However, you are going to need the support of others. Now, whether that's the love and stability from your family or your closest friends or you know from your spouse, but why that matters is because there's only one you. And so your ability to delegate, develop strong relationships with people who share the same vision as you, there's a massive compound effect. And so this is how I look at it. Um, Even if you're trying to, you know, be a billionaire, um, that's a lofty goal, let's say a millionaire. But let's say you're trying to achieve, you know, immense financial success, building a household family you're going to want to do that at some point especially as you get up there in age having that stability that's what keeps you going um and, and lays down the foundation for the future um so a family or a household that consists of two to seven people seven who i don't i don't see a household getting bigger than seven um mm-hmm. within the next 20 years or so because the household's only gotten smaller throughout the last 20 years um but a household being the first one um, to having business partners, and that could be three to five people, and those are the ones where a vision is shared amongst a group of people, in which they say we're gonna we're gonna come together and we're gonna build this thing. Now, upon building a team, the next phase is what I call foundational members, and that's from like six to eleven. And those are the people that lay down the groundwork for how big you may become. Or if you guys lack communication, probably won't get any bigger than that. But that six to 11 is where you transform from like a vision to like, okay, we have something. Now, everybody will still have a pretty key role on keeping the thing afloat. So that's where it's like, okay, now we're paying salaries. We've created some jobs. Or now we have a handful of people that are spreading influence beyond one little pocket or region. Now, when you get to 11 to about 22, that's when you have sub teams. Now, what I find is that people work best in groups of about three to five. And that's what's funny is because the household often consists of three to five people. You put more than five people in a group. And somewhere along the lines, there could be little small subgroups in which communication can get lost. And if communication gets lost, it's very difficult for people to all be aligned in what it is that they're achieving. Communication and transparency are absolutely imperative under any condition in which you're trying to achieve anything. But 11 or 22, well now you're you're pretty big and sub teams are demanded. And what that would do is create new forms of leadership. And that's great because now this power is being delegated in which more people have voices. And so it becomes a lot bigger than you. Um, Once we get 23 plus, I would say, that's when you have an organization. That is an assemblance of a group of people that are behind uh, business, community, uh, a cause, in which now whatever it is that you're pursuing is far greater than you. Now you get to this 23 plus, and these numbers are just almost like benchmarks. They're by no means absolute. And I would say that at this point now, you're trying to build a brand. And I had to look this up because it's like, A brand is a word that's often thrown around quite a bit, but it's like, well, what does that exactly mean? Now, a brand is a business or marketing concept that helps people identify a particular company, product, or individual. Brands are intangible. They help shape people's perception of companies, their products, or the individual themselves. I think what brands are trying to really achieve is create a deeper connection with the consumer. And that could be through creating a culture, a lifestyle, or a movement. Now, for the individual in their family, that brand can also be their last name. Will it live on through their children? What will it be associated with? And at the end of your life, did you actually make a difference? Because that last name will carry on. so if you wanna make a name for yourself, grow and increase opportunities, a brand is essential, but that is legitimately the last step upon, I would say this long-term trajectory to conquering yourself because once you start conquering yourself, You're going to start achieving goals, and as you start achieving goals, what you're going to find is that there's nothing that you can't do, and you're just going to want more and more and more, and I find that to not even be rooted in greed. I find that to be self-satisfaction, and that's a byproduct of self-actualizing by understanding what your true potential is. Now, you can pursue a goal like trying to achieve as much money as possible, but that could be often rooted in your insecurities because you're trying to make up for a lack of love in oneself and so when you find your intentions to be pure and now you're just chasing yourself I find that to be an infinite stream of success that you can actually attain. And so that's really what it is that I teach. And It's a mindset to adopt this philosophy to understanding if I can just commit to these small habits and understand what game I'm actually playing and what I want to achieve in that game. If I can just be consistent for three months, learn the habits, then get in the field Learn a little bit about what it takes. Fall on my face a couple times. Be willing to do that. Surround myself around other people who want the same things. Build enough confidence to the point where I can find a significant other. Keep chasing. Now I got a little bit of wealth. Now I've been at it for about four to five years. Now I got a family. Oh wait, now I'm a, now I'm someone. Now I have a name for myself. Oh wait, now I'm making a difference. All these things are incredibly attainable, and so. The beauty of this process, what I try to teach is like, if I can get someone around 16, 17 years old, and I have some football players now that I'm working with where it's like, I don't wanna just see you go to college. And I don't want you to go to college to just try to go pro. If you have this high performance mindset, this is something that can be applied in all aspects of life. Because how you do one thing is gonna be how you do everything. And so when I call myself coach, that is not a word that I take lightly. That means that I want to teach people how to implement this blueprint for success so that they know that this athlete mentality can be applied into anything that they do. That's what a coach means to me, it's like leader and educator. Now I have, you know, a myriad of expertise, but there are fundamentals that cannot be neglected and they apply to anyone who wants to achieve success on a large scale for an extended period of time. Ultimately, you know, I provide the guidelines and I emphasize the importance of fundamentals and it's very important to hold people accountable. And I find that to be the most important thing a coach does is letting people know, hey, you're not there yet. This is what you need to improve on. And you can't let your subject's head ever get too big. And so I do not always tell people what they wanna hear, but I tell people what they need to hear. And I am not afraid to be the bad guy and push you to the edge for you to become who you need to become. Now, I have seen in the past where a lot of people are scared of their own greatness because they might be knocking on the door and now they say, oh shit, this is more than I asked for. I don't actually want that. Let me peel back. I'm okay with getting to here and that's okay, but I don't want to work with you if you're just cool with getting to here. And So when I begin working with someone and I start pushing them to the edge a little bit, they're probably, they're going to jump. I've seen they jump more often than not. I've only worked with a handful of people that have been able to handle, not necessarily me, because I'm just the messenger. I'm just telling them what needs to be said to get to where they want to get to, but be able to endure that because a lot of people are so hard on themselves about when they start failing and then someone's coming, this isn't enough, you're failing, this is what you did wrong. That is a shot to your ego. Um, And so before you even get on the journey to goal setting, it's like understanding that you truly know nothing in that you're not shit and that you have a long way to go before you're gonna become shit. So now that you've accepted, okay, I'm at square one, that allows you to be humble and truly just embrace the journey. Uh, At the end of the day, the journey is the reward. And so I constantly try to preach that. Performance is the name of the game, but that's relative to you. So to me, being a coach means being able to find solutions to help people maximize their ability in their pursuit of their endeavors. And so from business to leadership, human performance to technology, I aim to redefine not only the role of a coach, but the public's perception in the value of a coach and what it can bring to any individual or organization. Beyond coaching, This platform of win daily i aim to utilize it to learn about some of the top performers whether it's across my network and as i continue to progress various experts in their respective industries and people who have achieved success for extended periods of time there's so much meaning in the name win daily and what that ultimately means is what's important now and so if you don't already, please subscribe and stay up to date with all our latest content. And right now, I'm on a process of what I call the machine journey. Now, I have 5 chapters so far, and you have really I really put on display what my journey has been like from September 4th, 2021 to where I'm at now on Sunday, September 11th, which is what? Man, 20 21 years uh, since that event that really, I would say changed the course of my childhood. I would say that's where like things got real. Uh, the golden era, of the nineties were definitely over and we were into the new millennium. Um, so here we are now, um, I'm on my path. I've been able to display my story. I finally understand that this Win Daily platform is me being a coach across a broad spectrum And I'm not here to coach one group of people in one specific field. Hyperspeed helps organizations and I've been able to to develop some performance systems, but what I'm doing is talking to American people and I'm talking to them about goal setting, understanding high performance and how to get the most out of yourself and be accountable. Uh, This is a blueprint that can be applied to anyone. And every time I talk, I'm just talking to the world as my canvas because I believe I have a message in which if it's applied, People can achieve, you know, not just true happiness, but a peace of mind. And that is a path that can keep you going. And that will give you meaning. And so I think that's the meaning that, that we're all searching for. So thank you for listening. Now go out and apply these methods and see what works for you. And if you fail, make adjustments. But whatever you do, just keep moving forward. That's all I got Win the day. I'm the man with the man. I done made a couple minutes.